Ladies, we all have different symptoms that time of the month. For me, my energy level happens to just dip insanely and I just feel a little down, you know, a little sluggish. And so I'm happy to share Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, and they are dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. And so here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So, Hormone Harmony is for any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances, and it's perfect for symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep, and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas when you have no desire to get in bed next to someone if you know what I mean, and also hot flashes and night sweats if you happen to be going through menopause. It's really great for women with menopause. So yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things and for a limited time you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code MAGIC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code magic for 15% off today. Your hormones will thank you. I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, Medics. Thrive Cosmetics and Bigger Than Beauty skincare are not just makeup brands, they're a whole vibe. They're all about empowering us to rock our confidence, and when you support them, we are helping other communities thrive. Their stuff is not only easy to use, but no nasties, zero parabens, sulfites, phthalates. They are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Let's talk lashes. Thanks to Thrive's liquid lash extensions, I must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush. It adds lengths. There are no clumps. And also, guess what? It slides right off with warm water. So no raccoon eyes here. And I appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier-looking lashes over time. And it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. When you do understand it, it is the most fascinating information I have ever explored. Even just knowing this information can be part of a great awakening experience. We forget that. We forget that in each new incarnation. So when we start a brand new life as a wee born baby, we agree to let go of everything that we learned on a conscious level, which Ra calls the veil of forgetfulness or even the law of confusion. And this reincarnation cycle keeps repeating itself in the third density, which most humans are indeed living in. Now let the magic begin. Jaima, Jaima, Yomis. It's Raquel, and happy autumn equinox. This is, you know, one of the four focal points of the year that we enter into. I'd like to think a new spiritual cycle 
perhaps a day where we can harvest within ourselves a new season of life. And so this episode is um, a gift for you and also a gift for myself as we'll be talking about harvesting our density and other densities. And um, <clears throat> that might not sound at all intriguing, but mm, just wait, just wait. It's truly the work that I've been relishing in lately and you'll know what I mean soon but heads up it is fairly complex yet also so expansive in in understanding our soul's evolution and I mean I'm surprised that I only recently understood this and some of you may already know the work that I'll be talking about today the channeled work I'll be talking about today So there's actually no intro, as I honestly just want to dive right in. I'm really just not in the mood to stick with the standard formula. I'm just, I'm just ready to go, ready to share. And I've spent the past seven hours from 6 a.m. to now it's 1 p.m. on Sunday, just like putting everything together that I'm going to share. And I have that rush right now, that adrenaline rush to do it. I haven't even eaten yet. I'm just running on the energy of these thought forms and excitement so trust me I will be eating right after this though (laughs) I just was ready to dive in so recently in the Euromagic secret Facebook group I was curious what everyone was creating or intending to create and after seeing your responses (laughs) I was like what first of all this tribe is so not only creative and not only full of extreme depth and insight and powers and knowledge um yeah this tribe has indeed shifted from you know just curiosity of creations and life and soul and all the things and making whatever happen in life to now just seeing tuning in making it happen now or just on the brink of and really awakening most everybody seems to be awakening has already awakened but still in the process of awakening as that's part of this soul's experience in this human suit so it hit me that since most everyone in some way shape or form is indeed a light worker you know there's a lot of variety of light worker labels from way showers to messengers and healers and ascension guides and grid workers yada yada Whoever you are, whether you're aware of this or not, I just have a feeling that this podcast has indeed attracted a very particular niche full of lightworkers, which I absolutely love. Yeah, you're still a lightworker even if you happen to be going through a dark time, which of course is part of the process, but indeed creating and embodying something that will just inspire, uplift, heal, support others and the ascension process of humanity as we're all awakening. Um, I mean, my awakening journey really began in 2015. Actually, no, no, no. More like it began late 2013 when I just was ready for an autonomous life, but the time frame doesn't really matter. I just started to see and tune in more around 2015 and then I now see all the different layers to the awakening process and I'm just, I'm telling you, you would not be listening to to this podcast if you were not because mm, when people hear other people talking about spirituality and they're kind of asleep because the ego doesn't want to hear it, it's very cringeworthy. It almost repulses people, which I've been there before, so I get that. Um, And so no judgment, but yeah, you would probably be repulsed by this podcast by the sound of my voice, (laughs) I don't know, if you were sleeping. So me using the words light and love would indeed be cringe to those who have not yet awakened in some way, who feel maybe dubious about anything beyond the walls of their church or the corridors of this physical experience. So honestly, that's fine. That's part of the journey. And also, by the way, it really doesn't make us better in any way, which you'll fully understand by the end of this podcast like be able to feel that in your bone because we can say that and we're like yeah sure whatever we're all the same but it's like 
do we really understand that concept in every fiber of our beings? But it does take one to up level and feel that and really see that. More and more people though are starting to see and open up and wanting to know these cosmic truths that are gifted to us from extraterrestrial beings that channel through humans. Once we do become more conscious and more in tune with the rhythms of Mama Gaia and the universe, we begin receiving more and more cosmic pings and opening up more streams for other beings to, you know, deliver us more messages. And we we do have a greater responsibility in a sense to hold as, you know, we're light workers, we're star seeds. We we came here to bring light to humanity to help heal, support and honestly raise the vibration of others of this planet as mother gaia smoothly shifts into her next density which she just recently did by the way which we'll get into again along with other humans very early stages of this so yeah more and more people are starting to see life with more vibrancy and beauty rather than spiritless and dreary there's even more people that are starting to channel this cosmic wisdom which i believe i started channeling accessing a channel in a way that i haven't before i almost you know always channel something in some way when i write or when i podcast but this specific experience was very unique and um, i'm not quite ready to talk about it yet i have children now as i'm talking about this but I know that I'm not the only person recently experiencing this as, you know, more and more lightworkers are beginning to, too. <sighs> now, let me back up before I get ahead of myself. <laughs> Allow me to tell you a story, the whole purpose of what I want to talk about in today's podcast. A story that I just, I honestly kept receiving all the signs and all the nudges and all the thought whispers from my guides to talk with you today. A story of a great spiritual piece, a channeled work about um, a universal law, which many of you might be familiar with or not really know at all. The first of the universal laws, which we call the law of one. And I'm diving into it to understand the different densities and really expand on this as we lightworkers are just transcending into another dimension at this time or we're learning to relish and experience fully whichever one we're in right now. And it helps us understand where Mama Earth fits into this cosmic journey. You'll be quite expanded on how this universe works and operates and perhaps even understand other universal laws in depth like the law of attraction, the deeper we dive into this work. So buckle up, <laughs> take notes, grab some popcorn, enjoy. This actually, once upon a time, was channeled what we may think is very long time ago, but in the grand scheme of life, Earth life, not too long ago, from 1981 to 1983. Contact was made by three humans to this entity known as Ra, which Don Elkins and Jim McCarty and the channel, Carla Rukert, they had recorded these series, about 106 sessions, and they made sure to lay out these sessions in verbatim in five books, known as the Law of One series, which they credited a book by Ra, a humble messenger of the Law of One. And many of you are aware of the other entities often channeled, like Esther Hicks, who channels Abraham, and Daryl Anka, who channels Bashar, and Ra refers to these collectives as social memory complexes. And Ra is also a social memory complex. And I noticed that, I don't think Ra ever established this, but you know, Abraham is channeling to share with us the law of attraction. And Ra shares with us the law of one. So in these sessions, they would first bring Ra forward with a greeting and then there would be a series of questions and Ra would answer and in these questions they would ask Ra to clarify some of the answers because honestly Ra's languaging and syntax is quite literally on another planet, another level, another dimension. So they are very dense and complex 
yet when you do understand it, it is the most fascinating information I have ever explored. Even just knowing this information can be part of a great awakening experience. And there are many people who do translate the information and I'm going to do my best to as I just, I really feel called to and to share it in a very simplified way with the assumption that you happen to have a basic understanding of what channeling is. You know, like some people have done on this podcast, like Brie Melanson and Heather Hoffman and what other social memory complexes like Abraham Hicks and Bashar are the group of entities that talk through a being and we might even refer to those social memory complexes as extraterrestrial beings infused into one unified consciousness (laughs) and I also assume you may know chakras we do associate chakras with what we'll be talking about so there are you know the seven energy centers of the body and if you don't know what a chakra is that's okay follow along you'll you'll get the gist of it anyway or you can take a minute to google it even if you're a more visual person look at google images it'll pretty much lay it out there for you so the law of one at its core the basic way to understand and just summarize the law of one ross states that you are everything every being every emotion every event every situation you are unity you are infinity you are love light light love you are this is the law of one direct quote from Ra. (laughs) and if you're rolling your eyes like yeah 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 you spiritual people like to say we're all one i get that but i feel like an individual trust me you're going to embrace that individuality by the end of this while simultaneously loving the fact that we're all one and understanding more of it so edgar casey who is also known as the sleeping prophet and the father of holistic medicine and perhaps the most documented psychic of the 20th century on his variety of wisdom on healing and reincarnation atlantis and future events while in a sleeping state he would talk about the law of one in his readings which Apparently, he also channeled when he was incarnated as the high priest Radha, uh, who established temples in Egypt thanks to Ra. And I believe it was through him where Ra first made contact on our planet, both during Atlantis and then again during ancient Egypt to not only share this cosmic wisdom, but also to teach them how to build pyramids as healing centers and even how to use crystals to heal heal. And also the power of tarot, which tarot apparently traces back all the way to this time of ancient Egypt, which I did not know. (laughs) And then also Ra helped share the wisdom about the seven chakras during this time. And Ra deliberately chose the times that were some of the most momentous periods in the world's history as they were super influential to the evolution of humanity and souls. Then Ra later stopped communicating with Egypt as their message was being misinterpreted and disfigured into messaging held by new world leaders who were powerful and just translated the material in a negative way and then honestly didn't come back again until recent years and we're apparently living through one of the most momentous periods in world's history which is now (laughs) um another interesting side note is that there are about 65 million people that are incarnated here right now on this planet as higher dimensional beings acting in this third density physical complex body to help raise the frequency of earth and humanity at this time. And that's why you are listening to this right now because there's a good chance that you are probably one of them too. (laughs) So anyway, moving forward, Ra knew that one day Ra would come back and channel this information when humans were ready Ra, by the way, refers to humans as sound complexes and body complexes um, and instruments. There are a lot of different words <laughs> for the human, but they'd also come back when we were just ready to hear it again, ready for it, and would be less likely to twist their messaging, which is not my intention for this podcast. Ra, I got you. <laughs> 
So you may or may not know that I pretty much wear Fabletics for my everyday sweat session and I'm kind of obsessed right now with their Sculpt Knit selection because to be honest, it's their most advanced legging ever because it's enhanced with body mapping to create flattering contours for the body. And I must agree, it does look pretty nice. <laughs> And I love their high-waisted ones as it's highly compressive and has a shapewear-inspired waistband. So it feels good, it looks good, and I love that they really do honor and see and sculpt the beauty of all shapes and sizes. So I do feel very goddessy when I wear them. And you can get two pairs of leggings for just $24 when you go to fabletics.com slash magic and again i recommend their sculpt knit but check out whatever works for you as they're truly the netflix of activewear so <laughs> there's a wide variety a great selection you can choose from and they're always changing it up with the season i think that they're most known for having great quality material paired with a very wonderful price and I also love their VIP members program, which I actually do pay for myself, which gives even better deals, about 50% off of regular prices, plus free shipping and additional perks that I felt like, okay, I just need to get my own membership so I can continue to buy these amazing clothes. Thank you, Kate Hudson. <laughs> So again, Fabletics is gifting you two leggings for only $24 when you go to fabletics.com forward slash magic. I'll leave the link in the show notes and don't forget their VIP members get 50% off regular prices, free shipping and additional perks. That's fabletics.com forward slash magic and pick your two pairs. I'm telling you, they really do make me feel like a goddess and I get compliments on many of my different Fabletics outfits all the time because they're really cute and comfortable. <laughs> now, Ra talks about the creator of infinite universes, the one creator who we may refer to as God or Source or the Almighty Universe or the Oversoul. And uh, Ra states that the Law of One actually represents that there is no good or bad, there is no right or wrong, which indeed is really hard for many of us to even conceive of as, I mean, that's all that we've been seeing and told since we were a little kid. I mean, we wanted to make sure that we got gifts from Santa, not coal, so we made sure to be nice kids and not naughty in front of our parents, of course. They didn't know what was going on behind their backs. <laughs> but Source does. Source knows. <laughs> Even though social memory complexes, they know all, they see all, no running, no hiding. Oh dear. Man, this density. Okay, so I think we should talk about densities. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's move forward. This will be hard to grasp, but we're going to be talking about the different densities of consciousness. And it will be hard to grasp in the third and fourth densities, but then it will all come together and make sense. <laughs> I do believe many of you listening are indeed either in a higher third density or have even ascended into the fourth density. Perhaps some of you are in the fifth, <laughs> even though our physical human suit is chilling in the 3D because we're multi-dimensional beings. All of that might have been so confusing, but again, stay with me because it's all about to make sense. But these are just prefaces that might not really make sense now, but it will. So let's get to these densities, shall we? I keep saying this word and some of you are probably like, what the hell is a density? I'm going to read part of the dialogue between a questioner and Ra. And the questioner asked Ra, could you define the word density as we have been using it to give us a little greater idea of the concept of this term when used by you? Ra, I am Ra. They start every single interaction, every single one. By the way, the great octave of existence that Ra is referring to is simply our universe. Anyway, Ra says, I am Ra. The term density is a, what you would call, mathematical one. The closest analogy is that of music, whereby after seven notes on your Western type of scale, if you will, 
The eighth note begins a new octave. Within your great octave of existence, which we share with you, there are seven octaves or densities. Within each density, there are seven sub-densities. Within each sub-density, seven sub-sub-densities, and so on infinitely. Whew! Like I said, our linear mind may have a greater understanding when we look at densities in a linear fashion, knowing that we're living in the third or fourth or maybe a fifth, that each density has sub-densities. So you are not likely listening to this in the lower third density. You're likely listening to this in the higher third density, ascending to the fourth density. Or you might even be chilling in the fourth density. You might even be really chilling in the fifth density. And then even in that, there are sub-sub-densities. It's such a mystery to me why so many concepts revolve around the octave. Hence why Ra refers to infinite universes as octaves, actually. As we, we live in one of those octaves with seven primary, like the musical octave, he says. So, you know, you've got do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti. And then the eighth note, coming back all the way around to Do. But again, seven primary, seven different experiences. Also like the seven colors of the rainbow or the seven energy centers of the body, the chakras, which a density is the range of how you're vibrating energy or light, which is a reflection of your conscious state, your consciousness. So the lower the density the slower the vibratory rate and honestly the less able one is able to express consciousness and then the higher density the fast the vibratory rate and the more able one is to express consciousness and ability to work with light and this is why we're seeking to evolve as beings seeking for our light to spiral upwards and vibrate at a higher state and even this planet mama gaia She's ready to ascend. (laughs) Mama Gaia is actually evolving too. And she, like our consciousness, started at the first density. We did this with her. In fact, she's actually a younger planet. That's why a lot of channelers are channeling extraterrestrial beings of higher dimensions because their planet is of a higher density now. But again, let's just get back to the first density of consciousness. The density of awareness or the density of beingness, which the first entities on this planet, Ra says, were water, fire, air, and earth, which is linked to the red ray body of the root chakra. So the earth spent billions of years in this state, billions, of simply just being as earth and water, life learned from fire and air and vice versa, they began to interact Picture the fire being blown by the air, swirling around the dirt and into the water, a tornado of this, (laughs) interacting with each other, forming the next consciousness, the second density of consciousness, which began to form, and that is the density of growth, the density of movement, which is linked to the orange ray body of the sacral chakra, where the organic matter is now independent, completely independent, autonomous, can freely move, which in the early stages is microbiolife in the plants and animals that are striving for more movement and growth. And Ra confirms that this is the product of evolution as scientists have understood. And it happens as consciousness begins to understand the concept of time and space and awareness of surroundings. And the highest stage of this density lives in animals, which I could see monkeys probably being at the highest stage and also pets like dogs and cats as they are now developing a sense of self-awareness when we name them and train them which intelligent animals do begin to develop some sort of ego with this greater awareness of self consciousness begins reaching the next density of consciousness and so the third density of consciousness is the density of self-awareness which is linked to the yellow ray body of the solar plexus chakra, where the formation of the ego creates a sense of separation from everyone, 
don't quote me on this some animals may even reside here chill here which i presume in the lower sub density of this density <laughs> but this is really where humans experience a new form of intelligence that allow us to live the way we want to live and experience free will and have self-awareness and be human <laughs> this is actually the most intense of all densities as we experience great polarity raw also notes that in this density we must experience free will as a human and that there are imbalances depending on the choices we make we can either choose to ascend at a much slower pace with more challenges or a more rapid pace with, you know, greater ease, depending on just the choice we make in this incarnation. According to Ra, neither is right or wrong because the creator wants to experience it all. And at the core of us, we are all love and light and light and love. But we forget that. We forget that in each new incarnation. So when we start a brand new life as a wee born baby, we agree to let go of everything that we learned on a conscious level, which Ra calls the veil of forgetfulness or even the law of confusion. And this reincarnation cycle keeps repeating itself in the third density, which most humans are indeed living in. We forget we're on an evolutionary journey as a soul, so that way our soul really chooses which direction our soul wants to go, in which we're either going to choose the what Ra calls negative polarity, which is the self-serving path, or the positive polarity, which is the service to others path, service for others path, then that will determine the remainder of our soul's evolution until the sixth density, which actually, in all reality, neither is good or bad or right or wrong because the creator wants to experience it all. But yet at the same time, the service to self path really is more challenging and harder to live with. When you zoom out and you look at Mama Earth's experience of this density, well, the beginning stages were quite barbaric. Indeed, living more of a service to self path, I would say. You know, there were many wars, so much hostility, and so many egos that were running and fighting for the lands. So many people feeling so oppressed. But notice how she's evolved, and now we're living in a time where people, most people are free. A lot of people are free. Unfortunately, not everyone, but most people are free. And waking up to the truth of our equality, and we have those social justice warriors out there uh, carrying the message that, you know what? We're quite aware now that, you know, all races are equal, all genders should be treated equally, and all sexual orientations also should be treated equally. And finally, exposing a lot of the corruption behind the scenes, you know, with those that are kind of stepping in as leaders right now for our world. And you know what? We humans have been making a difference and a shift and really sharing the message of love and not war. This realization is so, so, so new in terms of Mother Earth's evolution. As a collective, we are mostly experiencing service to others over, you know, service to self, separation of self. And by the way, side note, so service to self, obviously we still want to serve our own self as well. We are in these vehicles for whatever reason. So yeah, we want to take care of this vessel. We want to make sure that we put ourselves first so we can help others and all that jazz because that's what we have the capacity to do. Right now, we don't really have the capacity to do it all at once, and that's okay. But at least, overall, we are bettering ourselves to also better humanity. And we want to ascend and help others ascend as we're all in this together. <laughs> Cue High School Musical. We're all in the I'm just kidding. I promise I won't do that to you. <laughs> Not saying there's anything wrong with that song. I actually think it's quite brilliant. Anyway, we're also in these individual bodies with our individual gifts and talents for a reason. Like the guy and the girl in High School Musical, they have the gift and talent of being able to harmonize the exact same song at random, somehow know the same lyrics, 
that they've never sung before and just break out in that song in the middle of the cafeteria and have everybody join along. That's their talent for whatever reason. <laughs> Ugh, getting carried away. That's just a side note. All in all, yes, we're all one. I mean, according to the law of one, but at the same time, we're trying to have this experience for the creator, so you're in this individual suit for a reason and embrace individuality with the knowing that, you know, we're all in this together. So the third density is actually quite difficult as the catalyst for this density is experiencing suffering. Yet it's the suffering that also does allow our consciousness to become free from the ego that we developed in the second density. Hence why I've been talking about befriending your darkness and perhaps not seeing it as a negative thing because through that you can really see the light in it all and begin to awaken. And through this, we also begin to develop these powers to not only transcend the darkness, but also ascend as a soul as we see beyond it. But this is where the polarity moment of our soul's evolution, I believe, is actually where this happens. Because in this dark time, some people may turn towards feeling of hatred for others and separation and no love, no love. Whereas some may befriend this darkness and see the light and practice love and light and begin to find this love for themselves because... They went beyond that horrible time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Neither is good or bad. And darkness is not necessarily good or bad because it's an experience. But, I mean, we gotta admit, when you're human and you're experiencing darkness, it kind of sucks in the moment. But then, of course, you get past it and you see why it was so needed. And you're kind of thankful for it. It's kind of a gift. But again, in the moment, it sucks. And... Whatever you feel about it is very valid. Back to what I said now. Now, our soul's evolutionary journey hits basically, you know, a fork in the road, it seems, in this third density. And we choose either that service to self path or service to others path. So that means for the remainder of our densities, the fourth through the seventh density, we'll explore whichever polarity we choose. And again, the service to self path is a lot more challenging according to Ra. But it is not a better or worse path. It's not the wrong path. It's not the bad path. It's just there. <laughs> like a battery. You know, I akin it to a battery. You look at the label, you got the positive side, you've got the negative side. But you know that the positive doesn't mean that that's the good side of the battery. And the negative terminal of the battery is bad. It's just simply how the electrons flow on that battery. It just simply is. And so whichever polarity we choose, that will just be our flow for the remainder of our soul's evolutionary experience. So no big deal. You get free will. You get to choose what you want to do. You can be a awesome person and help a lot of people, or you can just be completely focused on yourself. And apparently neither's good or bad, but you know, it will just determine your soul's journey. No big deal. The next millions of years of your life. No big deal. <laughs> so anyways, I want to share this Rumi quote, which Deepak Chopra tweeted. Consciousness sleeps in the rock, dreams in the plant, wakes up in the animal, and becomes self-aware in the human. Hashtag cosmic consciousness. Huh. So... As I look right now at the mountain before me with tall aspen trees and blue spruces, I think of all the billions of years my consciousness has, you know, spent evolving from a combination of all the elements to plants and animals and now has spent hundreds of human lifetimes to finally understand this and understand love. <laughs> now, speaking of love... Let's talk about the fourth density, which I believe most everyone tuning into is probably resonating in right now or at the brink of it. And if you are resonating with this podcast, I mean, clearly you're awakening, but also you may really be living in or ascending to this density of love, this density of understanding, which is linked to the green ray body of the heart chakra which Mama Earth will 
experience for about 90,000 years of her 90 million year cycle, raw estimates. <laughs> so till the next evolution, by the way. Now, another fun fact, raw fact. <laughs> Most of you listening were either alive or just barely born when Mama Earth actually ascended to the fourth density. Uh, she ascended 2012. Yes. When you look back around that time, can you think of how different the world felt? And right before that time, the difference of vibrancy of a place. I mean, you can even tell looking back at old photos, which of course, that's not how we saw the world, but at the same time it does, it's a great reflection of it. So how vibrant photos are now, now that she's in the fourth density. And now humans on this earth are also ascending bit by bit because her being in this density allows more bodies to ascend to the fourth density, even if most are still in the third. <laughs> but it's still so new in terms of Mama Earth's life. 2012, psh, that was yesterday, basically. <laughs> and so the fourth density is the density of love. And you really can see how humans are now, you know, talking more about love, not only for their families and friends, but also for strangers and mama earth again it's an evolution so you truly see it evolving to greater levels of open love over the years that's not to say there weren't 4d and 5d individuals walking the earth well before 2012 there definitely were i mean i think some of the biggest movement shakers that were for sure 4d or even 5d individuals walking this earth were martin luther king jr and his march and even the civil disobedience movement led by mahatma gandhi either were old souls that shifted into 4d before most everyone around them or even just higher dimensional beings that incarnated into a third dimensional body to raise the frequency of mama earth preparing mama earth for this fourth d ascension but not only are there all these ascensions but there's also millions of spiritual awakenings that are happening even our ability to communicate globally is miraculous i mean i can talk with any person right now i can call someone up that's in london across the globe from me or you know i'm recording this and simply i just send it into the cloud into the ethers for you to hear and that indeed is a huge part of our evolution just being able to communicate in this way like how higher dimensional beings somehow have their ways their magical ways of communicating this information to us and through us and so the fourth dimension does open a lot of bodies up to channeling the higher dimensions but what helps us see that this is possible honestly is also this global communication of how i can communicate with you whether you are in nigeria or russia or in the room next to me with a thick wall so the veil is thinning and the portal of communication between densities begins to truly open up and now we are experiencing honestly a huge increase in channelers too All right, yummies. So I know many of you are extremely intuitive. In fact, I'm pretty sure all of you are, whether you know it or not. And a lot of you, in fact, every one of you have quite strong psychic senses as well that perhaps you have not yet tapped into or perhaps you'd like to strengthen. And if I could have taken each and every one of you to at least just come a witness the transformation that I got to witness in person during this Bali retreat to see how Brie was able to really transform all of us, including myself, to fully strengthen and tap more deeply into our clair senses, then I would be happy for you because it was powerful. AF. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so excited. My biggest passion and joy comes from empowering others. And one of my biggest messages is that, you know, we are all intuitive. It is an innate skill that's within us. We're generally just not taught what to do with it or how to use these skills. Um, and they just lie dormant, more or less. Um, so I created this program, which is Psychic Bootcamp. It's a 10-week online program. 
but it's super hands-on and you get to practice with other students in the class and so many people make friends. It's a really beautiful community and it's really the only way that I'm working with people right now. So I do a monthly group coaching. Um, so it's fully supported and we just basically go from zero to psychic hero. Um, but yeah, just, you know, if you're an empath, you are an empath because you're a human. Uh, we, we work around boundaries and maintaining really healthy boundaries so you never experience anything that you don't want to and you like work out those fears about the other side, which we've all, a lot of us have, have experienced. Um, we do angel readings and spirit guides and soul readings and animal communication. Oh my gosh, she has so many life-shifting tools in her courses. Her soul sculpting, psychic boot camp, and the belief reprogram. What is it called? Belief yeah, reprogramming? I don't even know what I called it, but there's a. <laughs> it's a mini course of soul sculpt, and yeah. so it's at like a cheaper price. Um, mm-hmm. And it's basically the first couple modules of soul sculpt. So you learn the formulas that we kind of discussed, and there's a bunch of meditations and yeah. ways to begin to clear those out on an energetic conscious level and then soul sculpt is like longer 10 week goes deeper into all this work psychic boot camp as it sounds you already Mm -hmm. know um Mm -hmm. but i want to gift your listeners uh 10 percent off yeah Mm -hmm. for all of the things all the things i'm gonna put her link in the show notes it's briemelanson.com and the code is magic because duh You might be curious if this is the density of love. Do people experience pain and hardship? Well, here is another dialogue between the questioner and Ra. So the questioner asks, in the next density, or the fourth density, is the catalyst of physical pain used as a mechanism for experiential balancing? I am Ra. The use of physical pain is minimal having only to do with the end of the fourth density incarnation. This physical pain would not be considered severe enough to treat, shall we say, in third density. The catalysts of mental and spiritual pain are used in fourth density. Questioner, why is physical pain a part of the end of fourth density? I am raw. You would call this variety of pain wariness. (laughs) So yeah, by the fourth density, we're honestly just pretty exhausted of this pain. <laughs> and I interpret this as to why it's recorded that so, so, so many people in their spiritual awakening may experience long periods of darkness before the light comes back. And I'm going to continue. So the questioner also asks, we know that the physical vehicle in the fourth density that is used during the space time, I'm assuming is quite similar to the one that we now use in the third density. Is this correct? I am Ra. The chemical elements used are not the same. However, the appearance is similar. And then the questioner asks, is it necessary to eat food in the fourth density? And then Ra says, I am Ra. This is correct. (laughs) So yes, many of us are walking, breathing humans with a similar appearance to those in the 3D. Yet at the same time, we have a different chemical makeup as our consciousness has expanded and we're now human with this 4d consciousness yet of course some in the fourth are walking in different polarization and the positive polarization of service to others versus the negative polarization of service to self which i must emphasize again that neither is good or bad but at the same time i'd rather not experience the service to self path because you know it's actually in the fourth density one of extreme narcissism and hatred for others. Many have a superiority complex and just extreme judgment for pretty much all other humans. (laughs) And I actually just learned that if one proceeds the service to self-path, I don't know how this works, but it skips the heart chakra because its perspective of love is seen as pretty dumb and useless and cringe, yada yada. So that would suck. (laughs) But what confuses me, and I'm just going to be honest here, is if this is the density of love, how does one with the service to self path continue to learn that lesson and move forward into the fifth? But the service to others path, you experience little to no judgment or comparison, just a lot more love, inner peace, and honestly, 
what seems to be pretty awesome. Perhaps a human experience with fucking unicorns and rainbows and butterflies after all. <laughs> now, let's talk the later stages of the fourth density, where it seems that we're headed, and honestly, where also some of you may be already. I can think of, you know, a few people that want to know personally, one that I don't know personally, that are indeed late 4D or 5D beings. <laughs> In this density, 5D, the sound complexes, the humans, they merge their consciousness together to form a social memory complex, like Ra and Abraham, Hicks, and Bashar, someone who has access to all universal memories and wisdom. I don't know where Abraham Hicks lies or Bashar lies, but I do know that Ra is in the sixth density, but must have been formed in the fifth. And this expansion of the social memory complex continues to grow, actually, as each become more powerful through each upcoming dimension. Now, the lesson in 5D is something I really resonated with as I do see the huge imbalance in the fourth density because honestly, when I'm in that state, I do experience some disharmony within myself when I swing too much one way in this human experience given the perspective of where the masses consciousness lies. So let me elaborate. The imbalances that 4D humans seek are finally in harmony in the fifth dimension because in 4d there is perhaps extreme diligence in the desire to act as love or be love send love just super overzealous about love yet when in 5d you balance this out with another level of wisdom in 5d so many in 4d living this life of love may sacrifice their own self their own soul for others but we are here to have love and compassion for all things, including ourselves. You know, Ahimsa, you yogis know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and again, or if you do the self-service path, it's just extreme narcissism, and that is a huge imbalance too. But and then in 5D, souls balance this out with their new understanding and wisdom. So what? I could see as being able to just innately have those boundaries and that inner knowing that yes, you send all the love, but you balance it out for how your soul needs to balance it out. You're not over exhausting yourself. And so many 5D souls are probably simply just waltzing around this earth, giving no fucks, just light and love is spewing out of their pores mixed with their wisdom to elevate the frequency of this planet. So the fifth density is the density of light and the density of wisdom and is linked to the Blu-ray body, the throat chakra. Perhaps there's a few 5D souls that I can think of that are alive today. Because obviously, you know, you've got Buddha who's not alive. He was indeed a 5D soul in a 3D body. You also got Eckhart Tolle who is just radiating his light and wisdom. And also past guest, Byron Katie. I'm pretty sure she she could be too. So yeah, when the time is right, the soul will be ready to ascend to that 5D. <laughs> but even just awakening to the knowledge of this will help speed this up. And also pretty much have powerful psychic abilities, which you can easily access in 5D even though you can in 3D and 4D as well, but it just gets easier to access these abilities each dimension you ascend to. And you have uh, more freedom in this time-space reality and you're more able to teleport or be telepathic, astral travel, whenever you please. <laughs> but what I really love about this is given the permission to, yes, be love, share love, but also send people love, but at the same time have that boundary, that protection around you, just because not every being is all light and love. Consciously, that is. Of course, they are light and love, but they're not consciously sharing light and love and just that awareness of it. And then in that way, you don't need to react 
like a human or feel the obligation to cater to their needs if it's not resonating just because you want to be a loving human because also that might not be serving them and Phil Good, one of my favorite YouTubers, YouTube him, talks about this. Ugh, it's brilliant. He's also a fifth dimensional being who also happens to translate for a higher dimensional social memory complex he calls the nine. Um, when I was a little girl, I would not stand up for myself when I was bullied. And I'm not just saying that, and obviously definitely don't need the pity because A, made me who I am today, that's a past experience and I'm not attached to that anymore past that inner child's work so I would have a hard time standing up for myself and I just remember one girl she was she was looking out for me she was like Raquel you need a you need to start standing up for yourself don't let them treat you this way you need to learn how to stand up for yourself this was like a new concept to me I didn't even know what she's talking about I'm like what what I literally did not know how to be mean. <laughs> and this lack also was kind of a weakness. So then I felt, then eventually I got to a point where I just kind of felt like being a bitch back and bite back, where that never felt right either. I was like, I don't like this either. And so instead now, like, honestly, it's, I either just don't even pay attention to it I just do what I can to not fuel the fire. To be honest, literally no desire to even interact if a situation like that were to arise again. Because who cares? You can kill them with kindness. <laughs> but really, just not allow whatever is said to sink into your being. Hold that love. Hold that wisdom that, you know, this is a part of that person's journey. And so there's no judgment there. It's not you. You don't need to take this on as yourself. That perspective that you know it's just their own projection and that all is well. And that is so freeing. <laughs> all right, here is more dialogue. Questioner. At what point in densities is it necessary for an entity to be consciously aware of the law of one to progress? I am raw. The fifth density harvest is of those whose vibratory distortions consciously accept this honor, this duty of the law of one. This responsibility, this honor, is the foundation of the vibration. So it seems that there is great responsibility in the fifth density to raise the frequency of the earth. But many enlightened masters, just like the Buddha, Eckhart Tolle, really are 5D beings that incarnated 3D bodies to bring light and wisdom to earth. And now, for the sixth density which I'm not certain, but I just, I don't think that a human vessel can vibrate as the light vibratory rate may be too fast. The sixth density, the consciousness level is just sliding up that scale in order to be able to articulate consciousness. And the sixth density is the density of unity and the density of balance which is linked to the indigo ray body of the third eye chakra, where what we learned in the fourth density consciousness of love meets the self-sufficient wisdom that we learned in the fifth. So for those who actually followed the self-serving negative path, this density is actually where they really struggle because they can no longer progress to the next level as love is just overpowering. They can't progress in the density of unity. So uniting is really challenging for a being that is self-serving. There is so many different experiences of internal struggle and eventually the self-serving path merges with the service of others, just surrenders, and at some point abandons the negative polarity for the positive path of love and light. So now, that the balance of love and wisdom is achieved and it's all love and light now. Here is what is cray cray awesome. So in mid sixth density, so in the middle of the sixth density, that is where beings turn back in time to serve as the higher self, serving as a guide for all previous incarnations. At this time, you're living outside of space and time. Those are in the lower densities and something that is obviously hard for us to comprehend. But our higher self is basically our back to the future soul, <laughs> our own self, 
just guiding us. So we are right now guiding us as our higher selves and we may graduate to the gateway density, the final density, essentially the seventh density. So yeah, somewhere, somehow, you're already a sixth density being, consciousness, helping guide you along the way. And who knows, maybe all of us collectively as Yomis, because again, it's a social memory complex. So perhaps we're all together in one social memory complex, helping each other's human selves along the way. (laughs) I don't know. But what I do know is that you are helping yourself out. Your higher version of self is. And then from there, we graduate to the seventh density, which is linked to the violet ray body, the crown chakra, and this is what Ra is striving towards. Ra says, We ourselves seek to learn this understanding. At the seventh level or dimension, we shall, if our humble efforts are sufficient, become one with all, thus having no memory, no identity, no past or future, but existing in the all. So they only know a little bit of the seventh density as their seventh density guides have shared a little bit with them. However, it is clear to them that the seventh density does live partially in this octave, this universe, this manifestation, and also in eternity. So one more dialogue that I want to share. Questioner, does this mean that you would have awareness of all that is? I am Ra. This is partially correct. It is our understanding that it would not be our awareness, but simply awareness of the creator. In the creator is all that there is. Therefore, this knowledge would be available. So in sum, we really are one. And this is something I know. (laughs) Yet, for this incarnation at this time, we really are soaking in experiences and each one is simply allowing us the opportunity to strive towards either a more self-serving path or a service to others path. And perhaps all guides are six density beings guiding us, helping us, serving us for our expansion and growth to advance more towards the light so we all may ascend and achieve total oneness with the creator. And remember, there really are an infinite number of densities. So in all actuality, though, our human mind does love to understand this universal magic in a linear fashion. There really is no border. There's no line between the densities as everything exists. And everything in creation, the plants, the animals, our pets, the rock, the human chilling next to you, this consciousness, no matter which polarity is experienced, all returns to the same creator and then experiences the next octave. So in this moment, we're all simply just experiencing our own individual experience and that's all we really need to focus on as we do this and help others ascend too. We're also experiencing just everything with each other. (laughs) Some of us in 3D learning the density of growth and movement, some in 4D learning the density of love and understanding, some in 5D, learning this cosmic wisdom and light. So, I am sending you all the love and all the light, and I honor your soul's evolution, whichever polarity you choose or you chose, because according to Ra, neither path is right or wrong, as honestly the creator wants to experience it all. Whew, that was a lot. And there's so much more to this. This is truly just a sliver of it. Um, But I feel like this is the foundation of what should be shared. And so if you enjoyed this, I would love to hear it. Please send me a DM. Let me know. I'm just curious if this material resonates because there's so much more to this as it definitely just makes my heart sing, my soul sing. It's dense, I know. I mean, we're talking about densities after all. But man, it's expanding. (laughs) Before we take off. So... Brie Melanson, who channels the Palladians, and I have a few spots left for the Your Own Magic Sedona Retreat. I believe it's just one solo queen bed and then one shared king bed, which you share with another gal. And then, of course, we have several off-site spots till we meet the estate owner's capacity. So you should be good for that this week, for sure. More info is in the link in the show notes under retreat and yeah Brie will indeed be channeling perhaps I can get her to channel raw but if not 
The Palladians always come through. They always come through. <laughs> I love that social memory complex. Anyways, if this podcast did resonate or has helped you in any way and you haven't subscribed yet, ugh, ugh, that'd be amazing if you did. And if you're feeling it, also a, re- a review. That should maybe take a minute or two. But yeah, the subscription, the rating, that helps way more than I can express to get into the ears of other star seeds that are ascending. <laughs> Now, also for those of you taking your sweet time to launch something that you are excited about and realizing that it's just getting delayed, this is a simple message for you. I want you to know that it's okay. You cannot rush magic. All creations really do take time, especially divine creations. So, I mean, just as the evolution of densities takes tens of thousands to millions of years, all divine new creations, new ideas, upcoming launches, and even healings are not going to just be completed in a snap most of the time. And also forming the habit to continue to create them on a consistent basis usually doesn't happen until momentum is picked up. But we do have to consciously make it part of our momentum because we do have that free will. And once we gain that momentum in that field, everything flows, but to just have compassion for not having your creation quite finished yet because it is divine and you can't rush things. So for whatever reason, I felt like sharing that message all of a random sudden, perhaps it resonates with many of you, many of the collective. Like I have momentum in posting this podcast every Monday. I always make it happen no matter what circumstances I find myself in. But one thing that I do want to get in the habit of, and so I'm just saying this out loud because I've been wanting to do this for like a year now. I've been having a burning soul desire to, yet my mind, my ego, my fear of letting go of some freedom um, stops me. But I really do want to post shorter podcasts at random you know, five to 15 minute podcasts of me uh, sharing some very cosmic wisdom. And, you know, I'm going to be challenging myself to make a short inspired one soon. And so if you're subscribed, you should see it will be notified. But you know, you'll be able to listen to it whether you're subscribed or not. (laughs) But it won't be on a Monday, it's going to be on a random day. Next Monday, we got Gabby Bernstein as a guest. And the following Monday, we have another amazing guest that we'll be talking about Law of One with. So I'm excited for the upcoming weeks. Also, if you're not a member of the Life Soul Tribe membership site with loads of different spiritual rituals and meditations and just tapping into your soul for your soul's expansion, check that out. That's at Life. It's just a $44.44 US dollars, by the way, one-time fee to help you along your journey of discovering your own inner magic. All right, anyway, with all that being said, so, so much love for you, and I hope that you have a magical day.